Get a job in tech, episode 163. I'm here with Jeff Perry. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing today? Doing great, Gary. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you tell us about yourself, a little bit about yourself? Well, there's a lot we could we could share here, um, but, but probably as far as what's most relevant to what we're talking about today is right now I serve as the founder of More Than Engineering, and I'm a leadership and career coach for engineers and technology professionals. So I help people uh, make decisive and intentional career transitions, level up their careers and lives uh, through some of my exclusive programs. And so I love doing that. I have a, I have a technical background in mechanical, software, manufacturing, engineering, and engineering leadership, but uh, got into training and coaching and, and personal development stuff uh, about five, six years ago, and I've loved it. And so now I kind of take the the development of, of people these days and the work that I do rather than where I used to develop products and services in the past, my my past life, you might say. So you said mechanical engineer, right? So you, you must have done, so did you work in the semiconductor industry at all? Um, I didn't work in, in fabricating uh, semiconductors at all, but but was working on electrical components and, and uh, products that we were creating. Um, yeah. So, so you're, you've actually created products then. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I worked in mechanical and so we were designing sometimes the mechanical systems or I was working on uh, the manufacturing processes around creating those products in some cases uh, also did software for a number of years um, in, in the early years of my career as well, uh, where we were doing software for engineers to kind of automate a lot of the design processes and things that they're doing. Tell, tell me a little bit about how that works. So you have a product and then what's the technology behind that, creating the product and, and then also the software behind it? Well, it depends on what kind of product we're talking about here. So we're talking about a, a software product. Most of the software that I was working in was uh, .NET programming. And so these were, and we were, we were creating software internally for a large automotive company. And so we were creating software that would go get deployed uh, around to tens of thousands of engineers that they would, they would be doing all sorts of uh, design work on the, autom uh, on the cars that they were designing. And we would make sure that their design, we would design software that would make sure their design checks were, were taken care of and stuff like that. So, so the team that I was working on, we would create a, and, and outline the, the requirements of the engineers. Uh, they, they'd sort of assign a, a, an engineer or two within the organization as kind of the product owner uh, who would kind of help us create the requirements of what they were looking for would go through the process of creating and validating and testing that with them. And then eventually we had a deployment team who helped deploy that across the enterprise. And so that's what that looked like when I was in the software world and in the physical product world, uh, we're creating uh, sensors and, and kind of IOT devices and data acquisition devices that uh, would, would do different things for a bunch of different applications. We get into that, but um, all sorts of different uh, processes to, to look at you know, okay, what do we want this to do? Let's design this from the engineering side so that it can collect the data, you know, working with the electrical engineers to design the circuits and different things like that, design the, the mechanical things, the housings and different things that they needed. And, and then also there, there's a process to get all the, the parts together, 
identify suppliers and all this stuff. So there's so many different pieces of that. And then finally, you need to figure out how do we manufacture this over time and defining the process for uh, the assembly team, the manufacturing team to actually go and, and do that. So a lot of different pieces to that um, to get something from an idea to, hey, finally, we have a product that we are selling selling to people. And by the way, you're also interacting with marketing and sales and stuff too, because they need to know what they're selling. Wow. So what software do you use? Uh, like AutoCAD? What's the software that they use to design like the products or whatever? Yeah. So the, the CAD work that we were doing when I was um, designing the physical products, we were usually using SolidWorks. Um, when I was at the large automotive company and we were uh, doing the programming stuff, but we were doing that on some CAD systems. We were using a Siemens product called NX and they have a kind of a, an umbrella thing that they call Team Center that uh, does what they call product lifecycle management, PLM, uh, that, that kind of helps make sure that as you're doing new revisions to different products and things that, that uh, you're following all the, the setup rules um, that, that a lot of these large, manufacturing companies will do. So um, I've, I've worked with a number of different CAD systems. I haven't actually spent any time in AutoCAD, uh, but but a lot in SolidWorks and Siemens NX and a little bit in, in Katia is another CAD system that I spent some time on. You mentioned the software side of like interfacing with vehicles, like EV probably. What what type of software do they use that they interface like for cars? I, I don't know myself. I'm just curious about it. Yeah, so there are different teams and I was only doing, I was essentially creating software for engineers, and, but uh, different, different teams uh, were, were working on different stuff. So some of my friends were working on, you know, kind of the infotainment stuff that's inside the vehicles, like, hey, how do we control and integrate with the different apps and systems and things that, you know, the, the touchscreen devices and how do we make that a good experience for the customers and also collect the right data how do we make sure that we can do over the air software updates on the cars? And um, I mean, I was doing that work in 2013, 2016 timeframe. And so um, that, was, that was a lot of time where internet in cars was becoming more and more uh, normal for, for new vehicles to, to have that. Um, and so, you know, how do we make that available and, and what does that look like? And so I wasn't, you know, involved in all those different things, but a lot of different softwares involved there um, that, that are trying to, to help do that. Circling back to what you initially, initially talked about, you have a, a couple of courses and you, you're a uh, career um, coach, if you will. You're probably more than that. It seems like your skill set is very, uh, very good. You know, you have a lot of good technical knowledge. Do you also teach as well? So in this uh, this course that you have and and what you do in this company, what um, explain like what's this, the process for that and and how do you um, teach your teach the students? Yeah, great question, Gary. So and just because we're going to go into uh, a lot of different topics here, and and if people are any any like me when they're listening to a podcast or something, they're probably doing something else or on a drive, uh, exercising or, or doing something else. Sometimes yard work. And, and so I just want to make sure that any, any of the listeners can go grab some, uh, some free materials that are related to some of the things we're probably going to be talking more about here. So I actually created something for, for the listeners of the podcast 
then go grab at www.engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash job in tech. For just for listeners of this uh, podcast, and go grab what's called my career clarity checklist. And and so you're asking, like, what what is this all about? Like these courses and these programs that I run. Again, let's get back to why do we do this? Okay, before we get into the details. But we do this around for people who are feeling stuck in their careers. They're they're unhappy. They're feeling underpaid, underwhelmed, underengaged. Um, underappreciated, you know, something is not right in their careers, which by the way, your career situation has a huge impact on how you feel about your whole life because of how much time we spend in building our, our careers and different things. And so if we need, if we want to do something about this, we need to figure out what are the right next steps. And, and so I think about this in a big picture approach like my approach to helping people solve some of these challenges is not just like, okay, let's put lipstick on the resume pig or something and hope that a new resume is going to help you get there. But about how do we take this big picture approach to helping you become the person that you need to be so you can solve the challenges and present yourself in the way that companies and, and employers are, are going to see, hey, you're, you're the right person for us. And, and you can communicate that effectively and, and you can really put yourself out there. And even before that, if you're not sure even what you want to do, because in, in the world of tech and engineering and technology and different things, there are so many directions that you can take. And so how do you figure out what you even want to do, what you want to try, where you want to explore? How do we do that? Well, we, we work on that too. And that's that's some of the work and, and some of the, the things that are included in that career clarity checklist that I mentioned earlier, people can go grab at, uh, at that site and we can point to that again. Yeah, I love it. I, I actually took, wrote that down. Uh, I love the, what you said, the lipstick on resume fig. That's great. I love that. Uh, I love that saying. That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I'm at, I'm at that site actually, and it says um, it, free masterclass, uh, well, the job clarity checklist, but um, what, so tell me a little bit more, more about this type of, um, what's it look like for a typical student to come in, you know, and, and who, who is it for? Is it for the Walmart people, McDonald people, or is it more for maybe a, a seasoned veteran in the field, maybe, uh, maybe a mechanic? Seems like that would be applicable in this, in this. who's it for typically? Yeah, so the majority of people I, I work with have at least some sort of engineering or technology degree, okay? But, but I've worked with people across, um, across the spectrum from early career, like right out, of, uh, right out of college, all the way through to like senior executives and VPs and stuff like this. Um, I, I probably would say... That, that if we're talking about Walmart and McDonald's, people are trying to, to get into customer service and, and you know, break into technology or something like that, IT support or something like that, that it may be a little much for, for them and where they're at right now. Um, but, but I've had people who've maybe said, hey, I want to get into software and they take one of those software boot camps or something. So six, you know, six to eight months later, then you know they they've got some skills. They've started to build a portfolio, and 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 they understand um, you know some of these basics. We're like, okay, how do I actually land 
an opportunity in, in this area um, and, and really put forth my skills and, and those people I've worked with as well. So it's, you know, these things can be, you know, very much within reach uh, of a lot of people, uh, but it does take some time, time for folks. Um, and so again, it's for anyone who's in those situations, they're in engineering technology, but, but they're like, Hey, how do I really apply what I really want to do? Cause sometimes they get stuck into, in, in an industry or in a role or a company that just for any reason is not a fit for them and, and they're not digging it. And they're like, okay, how do I figure this out and take this next step? Well, that's, that's what it's designed to help you move through that, that entire process. I've been part of a group, they call it a mastermind, if you will, Yeah. Uh, before where they just, they give you information and they say, okay, go by. And, and for me, it gets lost sometimes like, okay, what's the next step? And I have some questions and answers and it's, it's more like, okay, just figure it out, <laughs> go Google it. Right. But yeah. I get the sense that you're, you're more hands-on than that. You're actually saying that there's this individual who's, who's stressed or whatever, they're looking for this this avenue, and you're saying, best practice. I've seen it before. We've worked a lot of people. Here, here's typically what happens. Is that is that kind of how it is? Where you you mentor them, if you will? Yeah, absolutely. I we coach them through the process, and so as far as the the resources, I've tried to design the programs. We're coming at this from multiple angles, so they should never feel stuck or left alone in the process. So. There's kind of three main pillars to the program. The, the premier program that I've got called the Engineering Career Accelerator, which is really um, built around, like I said, these three pillars, which is like, hey, they, they do get access to a curated suite of resources that they can access online on their own time to, to move through video trainings and downloadable resources and all sorts of other things. But then we don't just leave them there. There's, there's some kind of masterminding and kind of group coaching work that we do. And so we have weekly group coaching calls with other people who are also moving through some of these same transitions and questions they're, they're trying to work out, but they're trying to build those connections with those other people. You know, what's working and what's not working. I'm always bringing in the latest uh, things that I'm learning and, and trying to apply that to every individual that I can that, that comes in, in those group trainings. And then, I'll, and then they get one-on-one -on -one time with me. Uh, we, we're doing live coaching calls and, and if there's something they want me to review, they can always reach out and ask a question. They should never feel stuck or like they're totally on their own or we're moving through this process together. Way more hands-on to, to help them not just have an idea, but actually get the result that they're trying to get. It sounds like a really awesome thing to happen here, you know, and it's really nice to, to actually be able to walk people through. That's, uh, that's really nice. Um, so just a quick question. So tell me about like, why did you, um, what led you to get, you know, start teaching? What, what was your first inclination? Like, I want to start teaching this. What was the, uh, what did you think? Okay, I need to start teaching this, this method. Was it just like a moment? Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and start teaching because it's something I need. Or when did you get started in, in the teaching aspect of it? Yeah, I think I had a number of experiences across the course of my life, even when I was like a teenager and stuff, where I recognized that kind of training and, and, and teaching uh, 
you know, things here and there. Um, even when I was in things like uh, church groups or scouts or, or things like this that, or, or in school, I was giving presentations. I kind of liked that. But, but it really became clear to me uh, about five or six years ago um, inside the, the company I was working for, uh, we were going through th some changes and we, we brought in some consultants to help us through some of these changes we were, we were working on. And, and they trained our leadership group first. And I was a part of that. And, and the training was around mindsets and how our mindsets drive our behaviors, which drive our results. And um, I don't overstate it when I say that it literally changed my life and how I think about the people that I interact with and the relationships I have and different things. And, and we could go into that, you know, for, for a long time, but, but basically, basically as far as this story goes, after that initial training where I was part of being trained, we we're like, okay, what do we do with this? And so I sort of raised my hand and said, Hey, I'd be happy to be a part of the team that trains the whole rest of the company on company on this. If we want to make this a real thing. Um, and so I did, I got, I got trained to be able to do that, deliver those workshops. And then I designed some custom stuff just for our company. And, uh, that was sort of on the side of my main engineering leadership job that I was doing, but I recognized that when I was, whenever I was doing that sort of work, which was really human centered, centered training, I got to see people change and transform and upgrade some of the ways they were thinking and the, and the work they were doing. I saw people who were like move from, Hey, I was almost going to get uh, fired to, I turned things around and I, and I built relationships and, and now I'm getting promoted, like all sorts of changes like that, that I saw over and over again, that, um, I just loved doing that work. And I found more joy and excitement, uh, when I was doing that work in, in those days. And I started asking myself the question, like, okay, how could I do more of this? Like in, in my work and, and I explored getting into like leadership and development and organizational development type work. And, and I did an MBA a few years ago and was like, okay, what is that going to look like? Um, but in the end, for me personally, and, and where I was at, I was like, maybe I just need to design this for myself um, and kind of take this vast, broad engineering experience that I've got and, and build in this, this coaching and training stuff that I really love to do. And, and bring that together. So that's, that, that's kind of led us to where we're at now. And we're about three years in uh, since I started the company more than engineering. And it's been a roller coaster ride, but it's been a ton of fun. And, and so, and such an honor to, I'd like to say I'm on the front row seat of, of seeing people make uh, significant changes in their lives. And it's, and it's such a pleasure to be a part of that. Love that front row seat of seeing individuals change their life. That's, I love it, I love it. So is there, is there anything um, else you wanna talk about um, that I haven't covered in uh, today? Yeah, so let's just go back to uh, the resource that I shared. And by the way, um, you do need to put in the www dot to, to get it to work. You, you may not have done that when you originally put it in, but it's www.engineering careeraccelerator.com slash job in tech. And, and that'll take you to the career clarity checklist. So some of the things in there, you know, it, it's really meant to help you get 
clarity on, I, I don't know where I want to go. What do I want to do in, in my career? I, I think about this. Um, sometimes I use the example, have you ever heard, or uh, you know, people are familiar with the, the old um, story or movie, Alice in Wonderland, right? So at, at one point um, in the story, Alice is, is going through this dark forest in, in Wonderland, this magical land, and, and she comes to a fork in the road. She's like, I don't know where to go. And, and that's where we meet this kind of cunning character called the Cheshire Cat, right? And so in there, um, Alice asked the cat, well, which path should I take? And, and the cat asks, well, where are you trying to go? And to which Alice replies, well, I don't know. And so the cat then says, well, if you don't know where you're going, any path will get you there, right? And so this idea that if we want to get where we're wanting to go, we need to know where we want to go. Right. But so many people, when they think about their career or maybe it's just circumstances, they were just in survival mode. Um, but, but we just kind of let our careers happen to us way too often. Whereas I want to help people shift that and take control and be intentional and deliberate about where do I want to go now? Let me figure that out. And then we can figure out the steps to try and get there. And so the career clarity checklist resources more how do where do i how do i figure out where i want to go which is important work to do so that you can then chart the paths uh and the steps you need to to get there it, it's not something that's going to be this this magical ticket like a like a treasure map like x marks a spot you know i have my whole career laid out in front of me but it can be like a north star right this this guiding light that says this is where i want to go how can i keep make sure i'm pointing in the right direction and, and if you can figure that out, then, then suddenly we can start designing our time and where we spend uh, our time and our efforts to, to work on things that are going to progress us towards the, those goals that we have. Um, and, and by the way, if we just from a motivational factor, it's so much more empowering to identify where we want to go and move towards something that we're excited about rather than saying, hey, I'm, I'm unhappy right now. I just got to get out of here and moving away from something that we don't. We would, it, it's much more powerful to have a positively framed outcome that we're moving towards rather than trying to just avoid something negative. And so that's what we're trying to create, this, this positively framed outcome. Where are we trying to get to? And then we can start layering in how do we get there? And, and that's a, it's a wonderful experience to be able to help people do that. Great. I, I love it. I was, I'm taking notes actually when you're talking positively framed outcome. I'm I, I actually myself um, take the career checklist, clarity checklist, if you will, because I'm, I'm probably need this myself. I understand exactly what you're talking about. Uh, just, you know, it's nice to have uh, a direction, you know, um, I get it. So let me ask you something. How can people reach out to you uh, on your social media and all that? Yeah. So, so if they go grab that uh, career clarity checklist, they'll get connected to me. Um, uh, as far as social media, I'm most active on LinkedIn. So if you look me up, Jeff Perry, um, they, they can find me there. Or if you probably search engineering career coach, you'd probably find me there too. Cause I also for podcast listeners, I host a podcast uh, in partnership with another group um, called the engineering career coach podcast. So you can go find me, find me there, but LinkedIn's the, the, the best place uh, to find me. 
And so we can get that that link to, to people if they, they need to find me there. Jeff, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Um, I really appreciate you uh, coming on today. Um, and uh, anything else before we go? No, Gary, this has been a fun conversation. And I really hope this is helpful for people. Again, if they want to go grab that career clarity checklist, www.engineeringcareeraccelerator.com slash job in tech just for listeners of the show. So thanks so much for having me and hope we can stay connected.